Our scripture reading today comes from 1 Peter, the second chapter, the opening 10 verses. Let us stand for the hearing of God's holy word. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. God says, see, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. For those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become a very, the very head of the corner and a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, we are truly blessed by the church. We've been blessed this morning, haven't we? Through the music, through the children, through the testimony of the Yorks and their leadership through this month of stewardship and by that video that gave us just a glimpse of all the ways we've been blessed and the ways we've been able to bless others. I realize that I can't tell my story in any way whatsoever without telling the story of how I've been blessed by the church. Uh, I've been blessed by the church since the moment of my birth. I was blessed by the church when I was rocked in rocking chairs in the nursery by volunteers who thought that's how you first learned God loved you was by rocking you in the church nursery. I have great vivid memories from my earliest childhood years of toddlers and early elementary where I can still smell the crackers and the Kool-Aid from Sunday school and vacation Bible school. I was blessed by the church to go to kindergarten at my church. We didn't have kindergarten in public schools. 
And I was well prepared to start the first grade and also ended every day sitting in the corner because apparently I found everything to be funny. <laughs> and that was apparently frowned upon in those days. I was blessed by the church because it reinforced the religious education I received from my parents at home. And from early on in my life, I came to love Jesus. I was blessed by the church to be baptized, to receive my first Bible. I was blessed by the church that they provided a Valentine's Day banquet because we weren't allowed to go to dances at the school might lead to fun and enjoyment, you know, we couldn't do that. So they had a banquet at the church where I asked someone out for the very first date I ever had. Patty, wherever you are, God bless you for going with me. I was blessed by the church and that's where I sang my first song and led and taught for the first time. I was blessed by the church because it gave me a chance to find my calling and my passion for life. 27 years ago, I was blessed by the church when I lost my father. And eight years ago, I was blessed by the church when I lost my mother. I've been blessed by the church in big ways. But I've also been blessed by the church in countless serendipitous, wonderful, small ways every day. By a hug from a child. Or a picture that's been colored that they bring to me to put on my wall or on the door to my office. You want to see quite an art gallery, go out that side door sometime. I keep every one of them. The church blesses me every day. But the real question is, how are you been blessed by the church? I tell you a little bit of my story, hoping that while I do that, you're thinking of your own. What are the things that touch your life? What are the things that God does for you through this place? What are the ways that your life has been changed through the church? What is it that gives meaning and purpose to you? Because you're a part of this wonderful thing called the church. I'm blessed by the church up to this very day in my life. And it really comes home to me because this month has been Pastor Appreciation Month. And I can't tell you what the kind words shared with me has meant to me. After the hardest, most challenging time in my life. I have been blessed. 
You are the church. And you have been doing a very good job of being the church. Well, this text reminds us what the church is. And it reminds us what it is supposed to be. And that's a good thing. Think about it. This letter was written in the very earliest years of the church. And the writer thought they needed to be reminded. So we must really need to be reminded all these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years later. The text begins reminding us that the church is not existing in a static manner. It's not a static thing. The church is always becoming. Why? Because we are always becoming. We are always becoming the people God's created us to be. We're always becoming the disciples we are being called to be. And the author gives us this beautiful picture of what the end is, the goal is, what God has for us. And it's powerful, isn't it? The church is to be a place where there is no malice, no guile, no insincerity, no envy, no slander. Wouldn't such a place be a true sanctuary from this cold, hard, cruel world. The church blesses us by reminding us that we are becoming. And we can become those kinds of people. And we can become that kind of community for each other and for the world. As the writer says... As we are nurtured on the milk of salvation like babies, we grow into it. And it's a blessing to grow into it together. What a beautiful community the church is. And what a beautiful community it is becoming. The writer says that the church is built on Jesus. The stone that humans and all of our brilliance rejected. But that God in all of God's holy wisdom chose. Chose to become the cornerstone, the foundation stone. And on that foundation built a new nation. A new nation called the church. I find these words particularly powerful when I realize that they were written a couple of centuries before there's any evidence there was ever a church building built. The earliest evidence of a building built specifically for the purpose of having church like this building is 400 These words were written 250, 300 years before that. So that image becomes more powerful when they say, on this foundation is built out of living stones, a spiritual house. You are the church. 
We are the church together, as the song says. We are the church. We are blessed because we have been chosen in God's love. Blessed because we've been chosen to be the means through which God loves other people. The writer says we're blessed because we are a royal priesthood. When we hear that phrase and when that phrase is talked about in religious circles, it emphasizes the idea that because of Jesus, we can go before God on our own. We don't need another intercessor, an intermediary. And that's true. And that's wonderful. But we miss the power of it if we forget the second half of what that image means. Not only can we go before God ourselves, a priest also goes before God for other people. They intercede for other people on other people's behalf. We are a royal priesthood, not just to serve ourselves, but to serve others. We're blessed to be God's own people, the writer says. Not because we're better, not because we got it right, not because we're special, but because God chose to love us. And God wants to work through us to make sure everybody knows God chose them too. We're not chosen because we're special. We're blessed because we know we're chosen. <laughs> and it's our job to make sure everybody knows that good news. But my favorite phrase in this beautiful text about the church and how we're blessed by the church is toward the end. When it says we are called to proclaim the mighty acts of the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We know what the darkness of the world is, don't we? Hate and violence and war and poverty, discrimination and justice, we can name them. But what is your darkness? What is the darkness that someone you love needs to be called out of? You see, that's one way we're blessed by the church. The church calls us out of our darkness and into the light. We're called out of our loneliness into friendship and companionship. We're called out of selfishness into sharing we're called out of self-centeredness into serving. We're called out of pain into healing and called out of solitary struggle into a community of support. We're called out of animosity into love. We're called out of a need to control everything into a relationship of trusting God with everything. We're called out of a world that's constantly changing its fickle ways 
to a place we can invest in things that are eternal, that are constant in the love and grace of God. Oh, how blessed we are by the church. We have heard that through the testimonies each Sunday this month. And we've heard how our giving makes it possible for this church to bless. We're blessed to be able to give. We're blessed to be able to make a difference in this world. One last thing I'd say about the way the church blesses us. The church gives us people to love us. But that's only half of it. The church also gives us people to love. And that's just as important. People need people to love. The Bible teaches us that God so loved the world that he gave. And we love God. And in gratitude, we give. So on this Commitment Sunday, I'm asking every one of us to give and to make a commitment to give in 2024. In the pew racks in front of you, you uh, will find a pledge card. If you've already made your pledge, thank you. But I still want you to find a pledge card. And if you've already given, I want you to just write your name on it and say, Done. Online, if you gave online. If you've already done a pledge card like this, say, put your name and say, done, card. If you haven't, I want you to fill it out all the way and make your pledge today. I want to see the ushers juggling plates full of these cards at both services. So I want everyone to do that. Um, I want us to give prayerfully. That's what we've asked all month long. Uh, I know for me that... That means uh, I'm, I'm pledging, I'm adding 10% to what my pledge was in 2023 to 2024. And I'll be putting this in at 11 o'clock, just so you know, because uh, they bring the plates back up and I'll be able to put it in at 11 o'clock. It is a joy to be a part of a church that takes seriously what it means to be the church. It's a joy to pastor a church that's been the church for me. So I thank you. And we trust God with these gifts. And we will be faithful in blessing the world with them. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.